What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome, welcome, welcome to T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roslyn's Corner. We want to welcome everyone into my house here. Um, You know, as always, I always say we're going to have a great time with great guests, and we just want everyone to just kick back, relax, get your tea, get your coffee, whatever you need to do right now. So we could just have a good time tonight. We have a great guest tonight, but before we go into all that, you know what I like to do. You know I always like to give a shout-out to our company, T25CL Entertainment, which we are a great innovative company, as I always say. We're a global platform for pay-per-view distribution of independent music artists has been established. And I invite you to go to our website, at www.t25cl.com and visit and all visit the all music. And visit all the independent artists who are there uh, with their music. And I invite you, you know what, always support independent music artists. There's some great, great talent out there for the whole world to see. All right, so now I want everyone uh, – don't turn your radios on uh, from your phones or from around the areas because you're going to get a feedback, okay? What we want to do is hear it nice and clear uh, and listen to our guest tonight, okay? Now, what I always like to do, I like to give a little introduction of our guest and, and who is she. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, my guest tonight is Marie Antoinette. And she is a native of San Diego, California, and is well, you know, uh, loved and supported by family and friends and many, many people around her. Uh, her diverse repertoire consists of classical, smooth jazz, and R&B music. She has performed at the Walt Disney Concert Hall in Los Angeles with the Southeast Symphony Orchestra as the principal harpist since 2000. Seven. But look, I, I want to go down here because what I what really amazed me and how wonderful this young lady is. She has performed at private events. The first lady of the United States, Miss Michelle Obama, the president of the United States, Barack Obama. I mean, for the pre Grammy Awards luncheon for Vanity Fair magazine. Grammy Awards receptions for Mary J. Blige and Jamie Foxx, Black Enterprise Women of Power Summit, and the list goes on and on. And, of course, you know we're going to ask her about this because I want to know all about it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage to Rosalind Corner, Marie Antoinette. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. Hi, everyone. Hi. I'm so glad to <laughs> that you have me here tonight. How exciting. 
Oh, you know what? It's really great to have you uh, tonight, and um, I'm I'm really just I'm odd because you know I've never met a harpist. Oh, I mean, wow. I've seen the instruments. I, I've seen them, you know, way back on stage, you know, way in the cut in the corner <laughs> somewhere with, you know, with this big, fantastic uh, orchestra, you know. But right. for someone such as yourself, you know, and this is what I always do with my guests. I, I, I want to know where and why did you begin? Where did it all start? Well, it started in middle school. I went to all-girl Catholic school. And every year they would have, the teacher would have a music month. During that month, uh, she would have in different instruments come in from the orchestra. One week it would be the cello, the next week it would be the violin, and it might be the timpani. Um, and so then that one week the harp came. And uh, I saw the harp, and I knew instantly that's what I wanted to do. First of all, it was this visually beautiful, and I was just taken aback. And then when the harpist, uh, which at that time was the principal harpist of the San Diego Symphony, she demonstrated and told us all about the instrument, and then she played us some music. I knew then that's what I wanted to do instantly. So I don't know whether I could say that I chose the harp, but the harp chose me. So I proceeded to ask the teacher, the lady, the harpist, uh, that I wanted to take lessons. And she informed me that she only took serious students and that if I wanted to take lessons for three months and then decide on a different instrument, um, uh, she was not the teacher for me. She want only take serious students that were going to be competing in competitions and that sort of thing. And I told her, I said, you didn't have to worry about that. I said, because I'm very serious. And so thus began my journey with the heart. And I took private lessons, you know, all the way up to high school and then majored in music, majored in heart performance and you know, just went down the road to where I mm-hmm. am today. And it's well, been quite well, a me- journey. Yeah, well, let me ask you this, because, you know, when we all start in playing instruments, uh, singing, writing music, uh, uh, things, everything that's musical, did it, was it ingrained in you from when you were a child around your family? Did you have family members who were in music or who loved music? Or you, you know what? instruments? This is the most interesting thing. No one in my home played music. I came from a family of nothing but business people and entrepreneurs, very independent. But I did find out that my grandfather actually was an organist, uh, and very good, in Ohio. And so maybe I came through genetically through that musical line and that my mother's brother as well played the piano by ear. So, it, it, you know, let's say, say skip a generation or something, but mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone in my home, which I grew up with, that played music at all. My brothers were all entrepreneurs, very strong, independent. So here I was, the only artist, really, the kind of the creative artist in the house. So they kind of looked at me like I was a weird kid. You know, my sister, <laughs> uh, she wants to play the harp, although I think that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> and uh, I really had to prove that I really wanted that. I mean, my parents 
basically said that, you know, we're not going to pay for any harp. We're not going to pay for any harp lessons besides black people don't play the harp. So I, uh, my one of my brothers at the time had a Jack in the Box franchise, and I asked him if I could uh, work after school and um, and pay for my harp lessons, and so he said yes. And so basically, that's how I did it. I funded it all on my own, and oh my one goodness. day this, this small harp came to the house, and they all looked at it like what. And, uh, <laughs> and and I well, paid for my own lessons and 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 uh, within well, a matter so of go ahead. That's a, that's amazing though, because you know you think that when you're a young child and you're probably you know what you were still in high school, junior high school or, or middle or, school, you know, yeah, middle, middle school, school. and uh-huh. and you think about uh, like the peer pressure or your friends that are around you that might want to uh, distract you from the goal. See, the entrepreneurship vein was already in your family. Right. So when you took that harp, took up the harp, I think your your, your desire was, was there, correct? Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. I was very oh. determined. I was, I was not going to be swayed by what anybody said. I didn't care mm-hmm. because, you know, really – I had a vision for myself. I already knew instantly that I was going to do something special with it. I couldn't tell you where that came from. It's probably a spiritual thing. It could be discernment. could have been insight. But I already knew that what I was going to do with that in the future was going to take me some places that I'd never probably gone before. Oh, my goodness. That is so great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio. Here are my friend Marie Antoinette. And, you know, with your name, I, I remember when I first met you and I said, okay, so what is your last name? <laughs> that is my last name. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I was a Struck it back. I said, that is, oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. But let me ask you this. We have several callers on the line, and we're going to get to you, callers. I, I see you there. Don't worry. We're going to get to you. But I wanted to ask you because when you're coming up as a young, you know, teenager and, and in those formidable years when you're growing and, and so impressionable at, you know, at that age, um, and you were so, uh, um, you were driven. You were really driven to take up that harp and really make something of yourself. You you had that vision. Like you said, it was yeah. discernment, spiritual, whatever it was, you had that ingrained in you that you said, I'm going to really do something with my life. With the time that you were coming up at that time, compared to a lot of the young children or the young people today, and, you know, there are some that, you know, that have really been so successful what difference do you see between between then, when you were coming up, and now, with young people just saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this? Well, I think that, for one, we didn't have television back then. I mean, not like it is now. So I, I don't think we were really truly ruled by the media and the values that it presented of how you were to look, what you were supposed to be doing, what you were supposed to be about. 
we, I can tell you, me and my girlfriends, when I went to the school, we were really a team. We stuck together. We supported each other in whatever we wanted to do. So it was really not, I really did not have that peer pressure of, oh, that's stupid or anything like that. Mm. Um, I mean, we did African dancing. We made our own costumes. We did a bunch of different things. I had another girlfriend who, uh, she danced, and we just supported each other in whatever we wanted to do. So and I that think is the difference. Yes, and I think the difference is is media. I really truly believe that because we are so programmed and under the influence of television, the kids now, and there's so much peer pressure of how you're supposed to look, what you're supposed to be doing, what you're supposed to be saying, uh, that they gravitate toward what's popular and and mm. and all of that. We didn't have that. I did, I didn't have that. So we were very Social creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were very creative. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, we got callers on the line. We're going to go ahead and open up the lines. Uh, let's go to our first caller here. Caller, give us your name and where are you calling in from? This is Metri Wisham, and I'm calling in from Temecula, California. Hello there. How are you? What is your question or comment for my guest tonight, Marie Antoinette? Hello, Miss Maria Antoinette. How are you this evening, dear? Good, 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 queen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so excited that you text me, girl, and I'm on here listening to all the wonderful things you were doing, and I just applaud you. You know, I got you, girl. Oh, thank you. You You do. You really do. Yes, and I look forward to hearing your music. So just keep up the good work. Okay. All right. Great. Thank that you so great. much. I love her. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, because this is what I'll always ask my guests when there's a familiarity between the guests and um, those callers. Let me ask you, how did you meet, or how did you do, the two of you uh, become acquainted? I met Maria at um, Humphreys in San Diego. Um, gosh, I I think it was... Um, I, you know what? I I believe it was with Gerald Albright and Norman Brown, and uh-huh. I was so intrigued with her playing. She was just so grateful, and just her spirit was just so lovely. And so um, I made it a point to introduce myself, and we have been friends ever since. And and uh, she will always be a special sister to me because when my dad passed away, she flew to Seattle and played for his funeral. So oh. love her and appreciate her so much. Oh, yes, it, it was awesome. very, it was very, very special. Very, very special. Yes, my dad and my mom just love her to death. That is <laughs> that is awesome. And you know when I when I first met, I said, Oh my goodness, I like this sister. She's just down to earth. Yeah, I feel you there. All right, we do have one more call. You can hang on the line, okay? We are going to go to the next caller. Okay, uh, thank caller, you. You're welcome. Caller, what's your name and where are you calling it from? Okay, we probably have a listener. Uh, we do have a caller <laughs> calling all the way from New York. Okay, New Yorker, give us your name and where are you calling in from? Hi, this is Lisa calling from New York. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, my faithful listener. It's great to hear your voice. What is your question or comment for my guest tonight? Well, it's actually great to be able to speak with your guest, Marie Antoinette. And I I have a million questions. And (laughs) the one that really comes to mind is, 
you playing for the president, Barack Obama, how was that, and did it make you feel more politically motivated in the music industry? No, I wouldn't say more politically motivated um, at all, but um, it was an honor and a pleasure, you know, to get that call, um, you know, to come and play for a special event. And, you know, for example, you know, the uh, White House protocol had called me and said that, you know, the First Lady is going to be on the West Coast and that we want you to play a special luncheon and that um, they wanted me to check my calendar. So when you get those kinds of calls, it's very exciting, first of all. And the luncheon, I will tell you, I think the tickets were about $25,000 per person. Mm. And uh, so the people there were very, what you call, uh, well-heeled. <laughs> and, and really, it's an honor. It really is. And you get the program, and they have the program for the um Luncheon, and you and you say there's gonna and it'll have the introductions by so and so, and then we will have a solo by a musical selections by Marie Antoinette. I mean, and I'm being the only artist on the program, and you mm. see the seal and the picture of the White House on the cover. I mean, it's really something that you keep and you frame for the rest of your life, and so uh, very much something that I will never forget. Um, because when you get those kind of calls, you know that. It came from highly recommended people who recommended me to be a part of that event. So it was beautiful, let's put it that way. I, it felt good, and I felt honored, and it was very, very a beautiful experience. Thank you. Yes, yes. You're welcome. But politically, awesome. politically motivated? No, I'm probably already politically <laughs> motivated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, but no, it was it was great. It was a wonderful experience. And I've had uh, several of those types of experiences that have been poignant moments in my career that you just go, hmm, okay. And, and for me, I just walk through the door like, you know, you're walking through a door of your house almost. I mean, that's kind of how I see it and view it. Um, and you look around, and the settings are so beautiful, so fantastic, and you see the people there, and you just go, wow, I belong here. I mean, I can tell you that's my feeling um, when I do those type of events. I feel like I really, that's where I belong. That is so great. Oh, that is so great. <laughs> you know, and you think about that. I mean, um, when you realize that you have reached the level of being invited to perform before the head of this great nation that, you know, first of all, it went before you. They heard about right. it before you heard about, you know, being performing. Right. Um, and that is such a great, I know it was a great honor for you. Um, I think when, when uh, Lisa was talking about uh, were you politically motivated? I think it was just you were just there for the president, you know. <laughs> you right, there, right. You're making sure you know whatever you did, you know, they were uh, fully fully enjoyed your performance, and I'm sure that they did. Um, yes. Okay, we do have another caller now. This caller is called Olive from New Jersey. All <laughs> yeah, right. I'm coaster, so hey, I I, I know the language. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, caller from New Jersey. Give us your name and what part of New Jersey you calling from. Yes, I'm calling from North Jersey. This is Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Hi Alex. Hi, how are you? Good. 
I I was um I've been kind of listening in and um I I want to say that that was really great and to hear you know that we have uh, one of the few people there's not a lot of black women that play the harp that's such an unusual instrument um, that that you know has so many great venues that you've been at. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, what what was it that motivated you to play the harp? What what um, what made you want to select that as your instrument of choice? Well, I think you were you on when I first that call when we came on. I explained that in the school that I went to, um, it was part of the curriculum. One month out of the year was a music month, and the teacher brought in different instruments from the orchestra. And one week the harp came in, and so I was saying that I, you know, either I chose the harp or the harp chose me, or we chose each other. And um, it was so beautiful, first of all, visually to look at. And then when you hear the sound, it's so penetrating and just wonderful and beautiful. But also to our listening audience, I want to let you know that the harp is actually an African instrument. Most people mm. think that the harp is a European instrument, but it was one of those things with the influx of the Europeans on the African continent, it migrated to Europe, and particularly Ireland, where they make uh, the Celtic harp and Celtic instruments, and then from there it migrated and evolved to different countries. But actually the harp is an uh, African instrument, and particularly two places, Uganda and ancient Kemet. And you will see sometimes in the uh, ancient um, murals of hieroglyphics, you will see black women playing the harp with, with braids. It was like a C, a bow type of instrument where they stood and they played before the great pharaohs. And so for me to play it as an African-American woman is very normal, very uh, natural, because it is genetically in my bloodline to play that, you see. But um, it is one of those things that has migrated out of our community, and you don't see the harp. Uh, in the black community, one, because it's cost prohibitive, I think, and secondly, we just don't see it as a common instrument like the piano, the flute, or the saxophone. So that's mm. what. Just for that, um, that was a teach queen. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, what would you um, would you say? Do you have any intentions of or are you um, going to do something in in the community for young black women, you know, to introduce them to an instrument like that? Are are there any things out there that you are doing or planning to do in that way? Well, yes. Once a month I play in the community. Actually, there's two things. Once a month in the community, uh, and this is definitely grassroots, I play at a restaurant here in San Diego that is a very, very grassroots restaurant. If I didn't play there, no one would in the community, first of all, would probably have ever seen the harp, wow. have the opportunity to see the harp, and secondly, even to hear it. So I make that conscious move to do that so our people can be exposed to that without, let's say, if they have to happen to step outside of that realm and be in a situation where they would see the harp, they would know exactly what it is uh, and what it can do. Um, right now, I was just actually offered, just actually this week, uh, to go into a, a creative performance arts school to teach and to expose the kids um, to the harp 
And then one year what I did was for a whole year I did these, um, what they call like uh, presentations in schools, like for about an hour where the kids came in assembly, where the kids come in in assembly, and then I play some music and I talk about the harp and how many strings and get the kids engaged into the instrument and uh, so they can be exposed to it. So that's what I've been doing there. And I will tell you, it's been interesting that I've been trying to reach out to more of the parents to give uh, the kids in our community harp lessons. They're not kind of getting it right now. I don't know why that is. (laughs) And I've even offered scholarships. You know, hey, I would teach them for free. Um, But uh, somehow they're not responding. The kids love it. I'm going to tell you right now, the kids want it really bad. Um, But the parents are just a little bit resistant, and I don't know what that really is. To be honest. Would you think it, it would be because of what be, is being portrayed again through social media and the music that's being portrayed on TV and, you know, the, the, the keyboards and the synthesizers and, and the horns and the guitars and the bass guitars uh, and, and, and the drums, and they're not looking at stringed instruments. I, I, I was looking on Facebook, and there's just one young man who plays the violin, mm-hmm. and he is phenomenal. Yes. And the music that he plays is hip-hop style, but right. it's coming from a violin. Right, right. No, I'm quite familiar. Yeah, so, so let me ask you, I mean, the instrument that you're playing, and I think, like Alex was saying, we just got a lesson tonight, everyone, for those who did not know, that the harp originated from Africa. And I think there's a lot of people and a lot of our listeners that did not know that, but I know that our listeners who are in Africa will know that. We need to be more educated regarding this matter and what's going on. We we have lost so much of our culture. And our history. Mm -hmm. So much of our history, exactly. And it needs to be brought back to the forefront. Our children and this generation is getting lost, and we need to uh, bring them back to the knowledge of where we have come from. We have another caller here, a caller coming in from Southern California. Caller, give us your name and where you're calling in from. Caller, you there? All right, that's all right. We have another listener. Uh, you can listen in. That just that's fine. Gene uh, Anderson, Hawthorne, California. I'm sorry. Gene Anderson, Hawthorne, California. Hello there, Mr. Anderson. How are you, sir? Doing fine, <laughs> fine and dandy, just like candy. <laughs> that is great. That is great. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, because I know that you are in the entertainment music industry. And I know that you um, deal with a lot of of hip-hop and R&B artists. Have you ever, in your lifetime of being in this industry, have you ever had a harpist? I would love to work with a harpist. 
right. reason why I can say that, because, see, I'm into the spontaneity aspect of music. Mm-hmm. So from a spontaneity aspect, I can get with her just one time without even a rehearsal, and we could put on a virtuoso concert. And I would love it, and that would be a beautiful spiritual experience me to uh, be able to experience it, and I would love to have the opportunity one day to do so. All right. Well, speak to Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette, this is Jean Anderson. So give us your questions or comments for Marie Antoinette. Marie, I don't know too much about your history and everything, but first and foremost, I'm an artist. And and by by being an artist, I respect every form of art from an artistic aspect, okay? Okay, okay. And, And I was raised by a jazz legend that taught me the aspect of the spontaneity of playing free avant-garde jazz. Yes, yes. So to, to, be, to be able to play with you, for me, would be a treat, a real treat. And if I ever get the opportunity to do so, I think we, we would make magic. Oh, I'm sure. Who, who did you uh, <laughs> study? Let's see, who, who was the person you studied under? My you know? dad was, I went to the Fred Anderson... School of Music. My dad oh, was Fred okay. Anderson of the Velvet Lounge out of Chicago. So I was raised around a lot oh, of legends, like 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 oh, Dexter Gordon. I was raised around Jack DeJohnette used to come to my house at the, during the time when he was working with uh, Miles Davis, Bitches Blue, you know, album, you know, situation. Uh, Eddie Harris. These are folks that I grew up with. I'm old school jazz. I'm old school oh, jazz. Oh, okay, straight ahead. Uh, but I'm not just a jazz musician, you know. I play Latin okay. music, Brazilian music. I play hip hop. I play funk. I play R and B, uh, pop, and everything. So I'm all around studio like musician and everything. But I was in my dad's band back in the seventies called the Fred Anderson's Creative Jazz Ensemble. Oh, wonderful! Great. My dad has a book out right now on Amazon called "The Velvet Lounge on Late Chicago Jazz." If you want to, you know, get more about my history and everything, you know, um, the book is on Amazon right now called "The Velvet Lounge on Late Chicago Jazz." Okay, that's the Velvet Lounge on Late Chicago Jazz. Yes, and my okay. dad basically was in the world music industry. That's kind of bigger than the states, because you know I am, you know, proclaiming one of the top percussionists in the world because of my dad's affiliations with me. Because my dad's one of the top tenors in the world. But you know, because oh. see, like my oh, dad, microphone. see, the Velvet Lounge basically was a mecca where my dad did all the jazz stuff was around the world for 35, 40 years. So all his fans migrated from around the world. So most of his clientele that patronized the club were all your fans. So he created his own niche. Okay. And uh, you need to go to Europe because they would love you in Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you my music is being played over there. You you need to get your publicist. You need to get your publicist. Okay. You need to basically uh, go ahead on and and get on some of those festivals over in Europe and start your career. Okay. See, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you have to go where you are appreciated. Yeah, I totally get that. I totally get it. Believe me, you're preaching to the choir on that one. Yes, I yes, totally you agree. Yes, and you know what? I'm glad you even said that because I've been trying to figure out how to even break into, you know, to, to playing in Europe, you know. Get a publicist, a publicist. Okay. 
that's tied into all the major promoters around the world. How do I find that person? Go how do I online. Get that person? Go online. Well, wait, wait, hold on, uh, Jean. Um, there is one I would love to introduce her her to, um, uh-huh. who uh, deals with a lot of the major uh, artists around, and her name is Dorian Edwards, who I okay. had on my show not too long ago, and I would love to introduce her to Dorian, and I think um, magic can happen. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Start your career, young lady. Start your career and work smarter, not harder. Okay? That's yes, the key. Work right. smarter, not harder. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, Gene, okay. let me ask you this. Gene, let, let me ask because the question was asked. Uh, tell us about what T25CL uh, uh, will be doing with jazz and R&B and hip-hop. Well, we I got blessed. I met this artist yesterday and his uh, his management team, and this gentleman sounds exactly like Tupac Shakur as a rapper. Oh, wow. It's scary. It, it seemed like Tupac is just risen from the dead. <laughs> and this gentleman like, is from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have been blessed uh, to meet his uh, manager yesterday for the first time. And then as soon as I met, uh, you know, this gentleman, and uh, I pulled out Andrew Ward's card. I said, you need to give it this brother so we all can come up together because this brother here is going to blow up. Andre came with the premise for me to bring hip-hop influences into uh, hip-hop into jazz. So I did it already. I know it works because a friend of mine had me do a a, um, a rap concert uh, about four years ago, and I brought the drummer for the Dells, two for the drummer, and myself. And this gentleman has some simulated hip hop tracks. We didn't, we didn't even have one rehearsal, but we just basically laid the foundation to those tracks. That added a whole different complexity because Fufu was a serious funk drummer, you know, and, and I was playing percussion very spiritually, very melodically, and syncopated. And it worked. And the kids mm-hmm. loved it. And we, and, we, and we didn't even have that one rehearsal. It was from a spontaneity aspect, and the tracks were the foundation to expound upon. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, because with Marie Antoinette, her harp, and she plays all genres of music. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask this question, but before I do, we do have Galaxy Chief Andre Ward on the line. Andre, are you there? Hey, the West is woke. I'm here. The West is woke. Awesome. Gene, uh, Andre is on the line. Yes, Oh, God is good, man. Thank you for bringing me into the equation because this lady that we're talking to tonight, she is a legend. She just needs to go yes, to yes. Europe where, like, they'll notice she's a diamond in the rough. Bottom line. You hear that, Marie? You hear that? Marie? Yes, I'm listening. I wrote down the publisher's name. Believe me, I'm taking notes. <laughs> Oh, I don't Going know. Going to Europe. See, once you affiliate in the world music industry, that's a bigger playground to play in. 
much yeah. bigger flavor. And see, once you are received over there and everything, it's going to be a very phenomenal experience doing all the different cultures that gravitate to your side. Because see, music is a universal language. Music is, is a situation to where, like, you might come to a concert all depressed and just mad and disgusted and can't be trusted. But once you get into a music venue, you have a true artist that has a sound that touches them, that takes them totally out of the equation of their problem. That's a gift that you're giving. Yes, it is. Yes, yes exactly. Is. And, that's what, and that's what I want to, uh, uh, you know, even more get that experience because uh, Hold on, Jean, hold on, Jean. Because I want Marie to share in that area because we think about the harp. Now, and, I, and I'm putting this into mind, the harp that is on stage that can be integrated not only with classical, R&B, but can you see it being integrated in the hip-hop industry as well, Marie? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's like you've plat- it's, uh I was on stage two years in a row with Neo, and he's not really hip-hop, but he's R&B sort of hip-hop-ish, but I backed him twice on a couple of his songs, and that was the introduction to let me know, oh, okay, okay, the harp can be, you know, uh, integrated in the music this way, you know, and it was really cool. So, you know, definitely, definitely it it can be done. Yeah. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio, here where we support all independent music artists for global distribution of all their music. And look, T25CL, we are looking to do it even bigger this year. Uh, Galaxy Chief, you want to give us a little input about T25CL and what we're looking forward to do? And uh, maybe you have some questions or comments for Marie Antoinette. Well, first of all, I definitely want to thank uh, Ms. Antoinette for coming on the show this evening. It is definitely a pleasure to um, have you on, and we've been anticipating this show now, I think, for the past couple of weeks. So oh, thank wonderful. you. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've been anticipating this show. So this is oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure to um, have you on this evening. Well, thank you. Thank you. Now, I, quick question. Have you guys heard any of the music? Um, from from my CD, my latest CD. Ah, uh, yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. I, I bump it in my car. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, oh my goodness, it is phenomenal. I love the CD. Phenomenal. I love it. Yes, it's phenomenal. Oh, I love the CD. <laughs> it is great. Good, good. Well, yes, I'm glad you enjoy it. Awesome. You haven't it shared is. it with me yet. I haven't heard it yet. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Chief. I was I was hogging it. Yes, I was because I was just enjoying it just so much. But I will enjoy it and and share it with you and share it with the world. She's going to share it with the world. Um. Okay. Now, quick question. Um. Um. Let me see. We did have that. Um. Let's see. If that call is back there. Call you. Are you there from California? Question or comment? No. Here. All right. You're there. Go ahead. Yeah. Answer question or comment. Go ahead. Um. Well, my question is, first of all, hello, Marie. This is Matthew. Hi, Matt. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great. Well, first of all, when I heard you were going to be in the radio tonight, I wanted to speak to you because I, one of the things I really like about your music, first of all, I like the fact that uh, individually you're an excellent artist, and I like the collaborations you've done, especially with Jazz and Pink and so many other different venues that you've been on. Um, I am... Um, 
I'm excited because um, the fact that the way you reach out, not just within uh, internationally and as well as nationally with the, with the, uh, with the major events, but you reach out to, to our uh, local areas, such as our schools and so forth. So I'm looking forward to seeing you perform this year and um, up in our area, up in Riverside County, at the Black yes. History Month celebration at um, Paris High School District, and, and working with some uh, a couple of uh, one of our students here. So I yeah, that's, you, that's exciting. And I, I love and I love the fact that that you um, the history and information that you shared with everyone about the history of the harp. I, I think that's 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 powerful because uh, uh, we if we don't get that message out to our to our kids, they, this is how stuff gets lost and, yes. and never even probably even known. That this is something that is part of uh, part of our rich history, and I'm looking forward again to you sharing that. But also, I like to find out um, along with your uh, current CD that you have out that I, I've been listening to. Also, do you have any upcoming uh, dates uh, within uh, Southern California that uh, maybe we need to uh, know about and probably uh, join you with? That's going to be on a uh, more of a public venue. Well, uh, let's see. This Sunday, I'm, I'm going to be at Felix Barbecue Soul Restaurant in the Market Creek. Plaza. I'm doing their Sunday Jazz Brunch from 12 to 3. Uh, that'll be that one. And then yours, that's coming up with the um, you could tell them a little bit about there in Temecula, I believe. Um, I'm doing that. That's, is that, that's, that's public, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it's the one you have coming up. And if you guys, well, Southern California, I wanted to say that, uh, let's see, I'm going to be in Seabreeze. I'm doing the Seabreeze Jazz Festival. That's in April uh, with Jazz and Pink. Yeah, I know that's in uh, Panama City, Florida. And I just got to look at my calendar. Just so much going on because I do a lot of private corporate stuff too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I got to give that a, a let me ask you this, um, um, because it sounds like this gentleman, Matt, um, yes. here at T25CL, we always like to know, because it seems like like with the last lady, there's a familiarity with between you and Marie Antoinette. So let me ask you this. How did the two of you become familiar or your meet? Well, do you, I'll, I'll tell you how it occurred. It's, I'm a big jazz fan, period. And I was looking at a lot of different venues out there um, and uh, uh, participating as well as doing event playing myself. And so um, I was looking at some of the artists that we had in San Diego, and I happened to go through Anthology and looking at their deep uh, videos uh, on YouTube, and I saw Jazz and Pink. And then, you know, they have two, three, sometimes they mix up two or three different people that they have there, and they change it up a little bit. And I feel Renee is one of my favorite people also. And so, uh, and then one time, uh, uh, Bill Renee was on there, who I, who I had met prior to Maria. And uh, then I saw Maria on, on YouTube. And I'm like, who is that? And I said, wow, a harpist? And then they just let her play without, you know, just with some background with Gil uh, uh, Johnson playing. And I was listening. I said, wow. And then suddenly I just started Googling and looking for her, for her in different areas. And I saw all the different places that she was playing. Uh, from, like you said, gardens to symphony and all those different areas. And I'm like, why did I not know about this person? And I went to San Diego State. And I said, why did I not know about this person? And I was in San Diego and find out later on, one of her people that she knows, she knows that I've known all my life, um, Skipper Ragsdale, uh, I saw a picture of her with rhythm and anthology. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't believe this. 
So I said to her, I said, you know, I, I want to have an event, but I don't know really how to reach out to, to her to participate. And I said, um, and I just want to come from the blue and say, hey, you know, hey, I'm a big fan. I follow you, blah, blah, blah. Right? So we had NWCP event, and uh, I invited her to her to say, hey, you know, this is what's going on. We, uh, our NWCP is having uh, something going on. She came to it. Gracious as she was and is, uh, we've talked and, 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 and talked about different venues that she's done, and I follow them and follow her music. And, and I said, as soon as I have an opportunity to share uh, this rich music, and what she brings, like she says, from jazz to R&B to classical, it is, it, it is um, well, first of all, you will just sit and be amazed. If everyone mm. that's listening to it from, from the school district to the kids in this area, even the kids really are, are just uh, so excited about it. And, and like she said, you know, the, it sounds like the youth down in San Diego are feeling the same way. But, but I said, boy, if I could get, figure out an event to put her in, I would definitely do it, and I'm so excited about it. And, and that's how we met. We met basically because... Uh, I saw her, and, and I tell you, um, I I see uh, that there's going to be a, a, an explosion this year when it comes to her, what she does. And uh, this, mm-hmm. I, just, I just feel it. I feel it because so much is going on. And I just heard it from the, the gentleman who was talking from Chicago just now. Uh, this is this is definitely her year. This is a banner year for her. She's been doing this for some time. And just listening to her music and going through the background of some of her music that I listen to and the current music, it is so it flows so naturally today with everything that you hear, and uh, but it has a different twist when she adds that harp because since she comes in with the harp with that music, it's just it changes everything, and that's why. Well, let I, me ask. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That's why. No, I just said. So that's why I said. I, uh, um, you know, was, I, I, I want to say by accident, but I don't think God does anything by accident. It's always by design, and with that. Um, um, I, you know, again, like I said, we, we, I'm looking forward to seeing her uh, perform with the, the youth here, but also to, to see an exposure of all the people that have never seen her play before and, and the people that haven't seen her before are already looking and buying her CDs. And these are young people. These, we're talking 14, 15, 16-year-old kids who are really enjoying this. So this is something, like I said, is when you have, when you have that market, when you've tapped into that market, you have tapped into a market that is going to be continued growing and going with you. Well, let me ask you this because it seems like you're you're really involved with the youth, with the um, um, education system, and dealing with a lot of the youth. Um, even with Jean, Jean, are you still there? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Um, sure, yeah. I know you. I know that you as well deal with a lot of youth of today. With Marie yes, Antoinette, she with Marie Antoinette, she is trying to delve in there and get these kids involved in the music, which a lot of our schools have, you know, music has been phased out. Um, but we're trying to get it back in there because if there's one thing that we know that will attract and keep kids grounded is music. Yes, um, it is. And I'll ask, uh, I'll ask um, Matt, I'll ask Jean, and then I'm going to ask you, Marie, because, you know, you're trying to get in there. And not only, you know, the kids, they're excited, but it's the parents, the parents, which I, I, that I'm, I'm not understanding it because you, you think that parents, whatever, you, you want to teach my child, please go, go ahead, teach my child if that's going to keep their <laughs> attention, if that's going to keep them grounded in school. 
Yes, but um, yes. let's ask, I'm going to ask Jean, and we'll make it a little short, just, you know, make it a couple of minutes. Give us your aspect of what what is it going to take to get, keep these kids rooted and grounded in music and be more involved in it. And I'm going to ask Jean, and then I'm going to ask Matt. Well, it's up to our elders to basically lay the foundation for the youngsters to expound upon, number one. It's just unfortunate the politics of how the music industry is designed here that is stifling the artistic accomplishments of artists like myself and the harpists that you do. Excuse me, if, if I didn't get your name, you know, because I'm hard on, I'm bad on That's names. Marie you know, Antoinette. Marie, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. Uh, Marie, you're going to have to reinvent yourself and go to Europe to come back to this country. Because, see, once you are a world figure, then this country has to acknowledge you, because that's what my dad had to do. Okay. The world music industry is a bigger playground. Okay. And then it's also with different collaborations with different artists where you are then creating different genres where you can disguise the music to make it popular as well, okay? So it's all about the whole production aspect of music and getting the right collaboration with different artists where then you can make it more commercially viable. Okay. okay. So, the, so, so everything's predicated on the different collaborations away from you being just the artist yourself and bringing in the, the commercial viability of the music where it can then hit the mainstream. But what about the children? I mean, you know, these are the kids who, you know, are not in Europe. They're here. We're talking about our, our youth here. I mean, well, and Matt, let me ask is. you, Matt. Let me, let me ask Matt because you, you, you're, you're in the educational system, it seems like. Is that correct? Well, I'm an advocate. I'm a parent advocate for uh, – I'm actually um, the president of the parent um, African American Parent Advisory Council at the um, school site at Heritage High School. and on the African American Parent Advisory Council in the district. And so um, I look at anything that I can expose our youth to that will be viable for them. And one of the things that you, you brought about was music and, um, and how do we get them involved in Well, one of the things that you have to understand, she has a, she's, she has a degree, you know, uh, in this. And this is something that she took up uh, based upon, you know, for her love. And the way she did was through an exposure. And that's really the only way that it can be done is through exposing and showing what it's all about. And someone, someone will get it and say, hey, wow, I really like them. I've never been exposed to this. And, and by it not being exposed to, to, to some of our youth, and I've seen the, the way that's taken on with, with them just even listening to it uh, over the last uh, two or three months that I've, we've been playing it for them, uh, uh, it, it shows you that there's a hunger. You know, there's a hunger for something new for these kids, new in a sense for them because a lot of them haven't been exposed to it. Fortunately for us in our area, we still have music as part of our, of our program here. And I can tell you right now, music and education falls hand in hand, especially when you're talking about when you say education, I think about math, I think about reading, I think about uh, being participant of anything up at this level. And usually that pushes your kids up to a high level of, of, of uh, understanding of what school's all about and, and their life's all about when you incorporate music, especially when you incorporate something that um, falls in their wheelhouse of something that's new and jazzier and, and maybe um, uh, can be made, made mainstream. And, and Maria Antoinette has already done that. And, and, and I see that from the uh, uh, different people, the young people that I, that has been exposed to up here. Okay. Okay. Now, so let me ask you, Maria Antoinette, 
with your involvement and, and trying, you know, it seems like you're a, a community activist. You're getting involved. You want to be involved in the kids' um, lives, teaching them, you know, the music and having a desire to play the harp, just to play an instrument. Um, what do you feel, you know, getting involved? How is it um, um, either deterring, you know, the children or, or bringing them closer to wanting to, to, to understand and learn more music? Well, I think the kids, first of all, they, they are very creative, and they want mm-hmm. to learn a skill. They're very artistic naturally. So it's a matter of, to me, exposure when they see it and they see how powerful that is and how exciting the music can be with something they've never seen before. I think that is key, too. I will just tell you real quick, during Kwanzaa celebration, I was at the World Beat Center for two nights in a row doing uh, two concerts back-to-back. The first night, the parents came and they brought the kids, their kid or their granddaughter, uh, to see me. They came back the second night to bring other kids and people to see the show. And at the end, uh, the kids, let's say from 12, anywhere from 12 to almost 22, came up and they wanted to look at the harp. And so I brought them each one up, sat them down at the instrument so they could feel what that feels like. Um, And they were very, very excited. So I know from that uh, experience from being so positive that they are hungering for something very special in their life. They just Mm -hmm. need the support and the exposure and someone to get behind them to say, hey, yeah, you know what? You can do that. No problem. But you do have to practice. You know, you got to have the discipline to do that. (laughs) Exactly. You know, yeah. so it's just not something you just pick up and, oh, yeah, I want to do that. No, it it, it is a, a discipline. Yeah. And so, ladies and, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio, here at Roswell's Corner with my, my awesome guest, Marie Antoinette. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm so um, elated because, you know, we think about music that is out there in the world today, and I understand from Jean's aspect of for yourself, Marie, to get that exposure on an international level, but we it always starts with the child. It always starts with the children meeting that desire, that drive to want, first of all, to be in music or to be an entrepreneur or whatever the um, – uh, life has cut out for them, or whatever their desire is to be in life. Um, it's um, individuals such as yourself that you're taking an interest in these youth. That's where it's going to start, and it starts with the parents also wanting that desire for their child, for their children. Okay, they can have 15 kids, but if that desire for the parents to see their child be something in life that is so key. And then not only in the home, but in the schools, with uh, Matt being an advocate and uh, with the educational system and wanting to see these children, our children, black, red, yellow, white, whatever you may be, uh, to get a better education, to learn more about music, because, you know, kids, it's about music today. They love the hip-hop. They love the rap. But they even love the R&B and some of the classical. Um, And that is so key when we think about raising children today. Um, so I, I, and before I, 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 I wrap it up, but I, I had a couple of questions on the chat board for you, Marie, uh, um, from our chat board, and then we're going to go back to Chief because I know he has something to say right in, right in between here. But there was a question that was asked, other than the White House, 
what was the most memorable concert that you performed at? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. I can say many different things for many different reasons. Um, wow. I think when I did the BET Awards, that was really special. Mm. Uh, you know, with Neo and to be on stage and seeing everyone there. But I think the most the most exciting part was when I was backstage and no sooner than 10 feet from me was Prince. And then another maybe five feet was Beyonce. And then there was Stevie over here. And I think um, that was really, really special to be in the midst of that type of, let's say, musical royalty. Mm-hmm. That was really exciting. And then I think when I went to Washington, D.C., and I played uh, the Capital Jazz Festival, and to uh, be on stage and to see that there's nothing but a sea of people out there. I mean, I couldn't even see there was over 100,000 people. It was a sea of people. And I stood there right before I was to go out on stage, and I told, I asked myself, I go, how did I get here? I mean, you know, because it was just phenomenal to think that, I'm, you know, a little old girl from San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're doing your music and you have a vision for what you want to do that all of a sudden you're on the big stage and you have Karen Briggs to your left, you have Althea Renee, you got Gail Johnson, you know, all these girls who were at the top of their game, and I was amongst them. And I felt yeah. really proud of who I was and yeah. uh, and what I had that, wow, I'm actually here. Cause that would be one. Mm-hmm. And then my third one would be in the orchestra at the Walt Disney Concert Hall and my first time there and to luck out in the audience and the harp is up top and and the uh, conductor walks out and everybody, you know how everybody claps. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. I am actually here. You know, I mean, part of this, this big thing, it's, you know, I'm a part of it and uh, those moments are really poignant for me, you know, because what mm-hmm. I intended on a subconscious level, conscious level, meditative level that I brought into fruition, something that was invisible, I made visible. And so and that's the power of the mind. So I knew then how each one of us, if we want it to be, it's us, up to, it's up to us to make it be. You know, yes, and yes. that um, if you want it to happen, you can make it happen, and it taps into the power of intention mm-hmm. and uh, doing what you're supposed to do to make that happen. And a lot of times it comes to you in the most uncanny ways of um, manifestation. So um, I've had several moments in time where they were all very, very special for a variety of different reasons. That yeah. is so great. That is so great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio, and I've got the lines open, and we're going to have uh, last uh, comments from everyone who's still online. Um, <laughs> thank you for holding on. You've got you such a great audience, such a great listening audience. But we're, we're. Uh, going to – Ah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's start with uh, Andre Ward, Galaxy Chief. Are you there? You have a last question or comment for our guest tonight? Oh yes, I'm still here, and I just love what I've heard this evening, and I definitely admire the work that all of our T25 sale artists 
uh, do, and I'm definitely looking forward to um, listening to Marie's music and meeting her in person. And the ideas that we have here as creators of, uh, of bringing our artists together and doing our shows and making our movies, and there's a lot that we can do, but we want to do things a little bit more different than anybody else. That's we right. want people to come and see our shows, our performances, and uh, but we don't want to be just like everybody else. That's right. That's right. That's right. And this is why Gene and I, the discussions that we've had, the ideas that we've shared, and all of our T25CL artists are definitely on board with the ideas and the concepts, and uh, we hope to have everybody coming collectively together and just um, a meeting and just having a good time with everybody sometime soon, hopefully in the month of February. And uh, we want to discuss these ideas, and then um, let's just start producing it and making things happen. But we want to make a different and unique sound utilizing what we already have. And, uh, and we want to do something, and, we, and the main thing is to get everybody paid. And so we want to take everybody to the next level in the profession that all of you are, are into but we want to do something unique, something different, something with a new little twist and a little pizzazz to it. And the so, heart. The heart. Yes. That's, that's, that's it right there. That's it right there. That's going to be the twist of pizzazz right there. She's going to walk out on stage, you know, and just say, oh, my God. Serious? Yes. And then it's going to, you know, you're just going to get the, the whole audience is just going to be, you know, just in a frenzy. They just want to hear this music, you know, that's being created on stage. That's great. That's great. Um, okay, so now the young lady, are you still there? Met tree. I think she's gone. Oh, okay. No problem. Um, who else do we have online? Gene, you're still there? Yes, I am. Okay, do you have what's your last comments for our guest tonight? Well, thank you for inviting me to this uh Conversation and discussion on the arts. Because anytime you talk about arts, you know, hey, you know, I was raised in an artistic household. Being the son of Fred Anderson was, oh, I can't describe it, you know, how he enlightened me and being around all those jazz legends and everything, not knowing who they were as a kid, you know, going to studio with him with Dexter Gordon, going wow. to studio with Eddie Harris and everything, being That's able to heavy. practice with the. With Jack DeJanet coming to my house, Jack was the one that got me into the martial arts. Cause Jack was into the martial arts, and that's when I got into the arts as well, you know, because, you know, the martial arts and music are two art forms, so I put them together. That's why like, I have the sound that I have now, you know. So everybody's telling me it's my time right now. I just had some pitfalls I've been going through, you know, being an artistic person, you know. You know, music is a privilege, you know, to do it, you know. So sometimes yeah. when you have the opportunity to do it and everything, but there's always, always going to be obstacles to do what you want to do in life. So once you get past those obstacles and be able to do music as being a privilege to do so, it's just a blessing. And and Antoinette, you have been blessed and touched to do that, to touch a lot of people with your art and everything. So thank you for letting me be a part of this, and hopefully one day we can collaborate and make some magic together. All right. right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, sir. All right. So, Matt, are you there with your last uh, comment for tonight for Marie Antoinette? 
Well, like I just said to, like I always say to kids when they're trying to do something, I say, you know, what do I, what should I do? What should I do? How do I get better? I just say, just keep on playing. Yeah. yeah. Just keep on playing. And, and Maria, you have done that. And like I said before, I think that the, the opportunities that, that you have are going to be enormous this year. I'm just glad that you be even a part of it and even know someone uh, what you have to offer. I, like I said, the harp is going to take off this year, just like one year. I think it's been about 10 years now. And the flute took off uh, to do its thing uh, in the jazz industry and, and R&B. And this, I, I believe this is what's happening this year. Because I think about a harp being on stage or a part of a performance. So everyone's, you know, you get a lot of people excited about it. But more importantly, it's not just the harp. It's your music. I've heard your music through R&B, jazz, classical, and it has the cutting edge of what we're looking at today. So all I say is keep on playing. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Keep on playing. Thank you, Matt. Okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at TT5CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner with my great guest, Marie Antoinette, the harpist who is um, beyond phenomenal. Okay, you you have to hear her music. It is great. Um, But before we do uh, call tonight, Marie Antoinette, can you share with our listening audience last uh, comments about your shows coming up and what you just want to share from your heart? Well, uh, for those of you who haven't heard my music, the title of my latest CD, which is probably, I want to say, my sophomore project, Straight from the Heart, and it can be found on www.mariaantoinette.com. That's the best deal because you get a signed copy and a poster, and uh, iTunes, Amazon, cdbaby.com. And I, again, if you check, go to my website, um, you can check. Uh, upcoming shows. I have one coming this Sunday at Felix Barbecue. So that is a uh, Sunday brunch from 12 to 3. I um, got some hot stuff coming up in LA, but these are award shows and VIP receptions. I have the gala uh, February 26th in Riverside with Matt. Um, so that's coming up. That is on the website as well. Uh, we just got all kinds of stuff. And then out of town, I will be in Panama City, Florida, April 24th, I believe, at the Seabreeze Jazz Festival with Jazz in Pink. And just, it, you know, everything is coming down the pike now. So um, I will, if you give me one day, it's like 24 hours, the website will be updated even more with more venues. Because, um, like today, just so many things came in. So, anyhow, um, just. Just I'm going to stay the course, you know. I'm on mm-hmm. a journey, mm-hmm. and I have some goals that I wish to accomplish, and uh, I am determined uh, to get to where I need to go. And and really, it's really not get to where I need to go because it's what happens along the way that makes it really so special. You know, there really is no destination. It's just we have to enjoy what we do when we walk this road of life, and that. We smile and smell the roses as we go along, and, and there's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned. And in the midst of it all, we still want to make, I want to make the most beautiful, wonderful, exciting, meditative, 
sexy, soulful, sizzling music. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Very good. And we're looking to get that music on T25CL. 24-7 radio station here at T25CL, okay? We need to get mm-hmm. it on up there. We will have it on our radio. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you so much for joining us here at T25CL's Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. Uh-oh, the Powerball winner was out of Chino Hills. Uh-oh, somebody's a billion dollars richer. Uh-oh. <laughs> so listen. Wow. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, we want to thank everyone for joining us. Um, Chief, we thank you for joining us tonight. We want to thank Matt and, of course, uh, your your uh, girl who called in. And then, of course, Gene, we want to thank him and Lisa and Alex and all our listeners. Of course, our show will be, has been recorded. You can go back in the next couple of hours and listen to the show and uh, really enjoy all the information that has been shared and the information on how you can, uh, you know, get a hold to uh, Marie Antoinette's music and where she will be performing. So we just want to thank everyone for joining us tonight. Uh, Of course, we have our shows, uh, other radio shows, Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Uh, Of course, on Tuesday nights, we have uh, Brenda McGee with Straight Talk from the Higher Brush. So it's going to be some great things going on um, within this coming year. Uh, Andre, maybe you can give us a little bit about what's going on with United We Stand, our film that's coming out pretty soon. Well, we're in post-production on it, and we're doing some more things to it. I mean, the film has been done. We have actually have a finished product of it, but we decided to go back to post to enhance it um, a little bit more and so it'll be even more pleasing to the eye. And we've also changed some things around with it as well. And so um, as soon as our editors are finished doing what they're doing, we should be ready by springtime finally to hit the the theater with it. And we really want to have uh, a real great time with that. So, uh, but we will be keeping the world posted on what's up with United We Stand. So everybody is waiting on it. Exactly, exactly. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening in, calling in, and and really enjoying the show tonight. So, Marie Antoinette, we want to thank you so much for taking the time out to join us here at Roslyn's Corner. We would love to have you back. You could share what's been going on. Okay. Um, and other people, you know, we would love to just even get Matt back on because I would love to really delve into the educational aspect of this because I have some educators who would love to really share uh, in their endeavors and how we can intertwine that music back into the education system. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. So um, we want to thank everyone for joining us here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at Roswell's Corner. Everyone, have a good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.